Hello, welcome to the Merkin Maven podcast presented by Toronto Ultra. <laughs> that was weird. Wait, what is it normally? Merkin Maven, the Tor- Toronto, the Toronto, the Toronto Ultra, Ultra Merkin Maven podcast? Yeah, yeah. Bro, we haven't done one in like a month, bro. I was, I I know. was out there. Well, I mean, that's kind of correct. Like a Merkin Maven like, podcast presented by Toronto. Well, that's kind of correct, too. It just threw me off. It really threw me off. Honestly, like, it sounded I, real weird coming out. I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, like that was when there was like this Sony CWL presented by. <laughs> like I was like, the PlayStation Five Sony presented by Sony Activision Call of Duty League. Yes, that no, was pretty yeah, much yeah, it. Kidding. That was close. That no, was yeah. close. We've had a couple. We've had a couple mouthfuls. Uh, but. Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, we haven't had an episode in a bit. Uh, basically, just to be fully transparent, we've got, I don't know, like five more or something kind of tied onto this season. Then hopefully we get stuff figured out and we get into next season. So we're just kind of stretching them out, doing them, doing them here and there when stuff pops up. Uh, some exciting news today. Uh, we'd originally planned to have Krim on, but then I guess he got a schedule. He had a race today, so that couldn't happen. So hopefully still having Krim on uh, here in the n- near future because he'll be a fun episode. And then maybe some of the players in the recent talks. But otherwise, uh, Joe, as we get well, into that, how you doing? That's really been it. It's that we had about a month of a lot of roster announcements. Um, and, and then since then, we've had a couple. Not we a had Rocker today. But um, it's more like, who do, you, who do we talk to, right? So just waiting for uh, the team announcements, getting some of, uh, some of our favorites back. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of just like everyone else. We're just sort of waiting, waiting for the, the rest. But kind of knew this is how roster mania was, was going to happen based on the rumors, the rebuilds. All this crazy stuff, but I'm doing well, Clint. I'm doing pr- very well, you know. So your, your son is sleeping again. He is sleeping. Yeah, twelve hours a night. It's fantastic. That's I'm a much different human being this last month. July was tough. Sleep regression is real. <laughs> what can you do? He's a beast, though. You know. Yeah, I can tell. Always like hop into your stream first thing and look at your face. I'm like, I can tell how much Theo slept based on looking at you for a moment. Just like yeah. where, where, where you're at. But uh, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome to hear. That and uh, yeah, this this might be like a shorter episode in some ways because we really just want to cover some of the CDL news, do a bit of a recap on what has happened, just in case. I mean, like Joe and I, like it's just been the big gap and stuff. Hell, we need a refresher on some stuff and where the rumors were at, were at what was going on, and then obviously we've got COD next and stuff coming up. A lot of MW three news has come out, so we're going to touch on touch on some of that as well. But we can get right into the the CDL news. I think one of the things on the last episode that was kind of a rumor that we were talking about maybe happening did go down with a fleshed out roster. Uh, it's Heretics being back, and I think uh, yeah, you and I are uh, both quite pumped about that. No, no doubt about it. I, I mean, there's a couple of things. Obviously, having this roster back in the CDL, the fandom that they have, uh, Heretics is you know a great organization that we've had in the past. But on, on top of that, also the rebrand, right? I think there was, I, I mean. You know, there's sort of, I don't know how difficult that process is, right, with the new game being made and the CDL skins. And we've just heard based on news posts that, like, rebrands can be uh, difficult if they don't aren't approved. So I'm happy yeah. that it is Miami Heretics. Obviously, Florida Mutineers, um, I mean, one of the better brandings, we, I think, we had in the CDL. But it, it feels like they're, they're passing the torch. And uh, I'm excited for this roster. I really am. Because I think at the Cause you love that end course. of... Well, I do love Javi, but there's a couple of things. I think for international rosters, maybe this brings more interest in, right? For the CDL, if this goes extremely well, then who knows what else is coming. But at the end of Black Ops 4, this team was like a top six roster. Yeah. Like they had potential. It was The question was, is like, when can they break into the top four and beat one of some of these top teams? 
Um, they may have to may take some time to catch up a bit, but just to get them back into the league playing against the best, I'm, I'm excited for it. No, it's been cool just from an international standpoint. I mean, I know we always want more. We always talk about having a Spanish team, French team, German team. Like, you know, we, we would love love that. But like, I think just some recent successes with, uh, you know, maybe ultra success they've had over the past couple of years. Um, Hydra, obviously, last year, having one of the best years for an individual player maybe ever. Um, some like small sparks, but this feels like, a, I don't know, kind of a, a bigger deal, like a whole roster coming in, you know, affronting with the, the Spanish squad. We know, as you said, the fans are going to be crazy and I'm pumped to see see what it'll do. Um, the, the branding kind of, I, I know it was kind of, Porn. Some people seem to love it. Some did. It just made me think of Dan Marino throwing ropes, bro. Like I, just, <laughs> as soon as I saw, it, like I guess it's just being older, is thinking like old school, uh, you know, Dolphins or like those Miami Hurricane teams that were absolutely insane back in what, like the early two thousands or whatever. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, thought, 90s, I thought it was yeah. cool. The nineties. Oh, yeah, I can't I, remember what years those were, but I remember those teams were early two thousand. Yeah, they had like NFL rosters, bro. Back when it was like, what did they have? Like Ed Reed and uh, okay, I'm not. Yeah, Clinton Portis, who was the receiver that ended up going to the Colts? Um, God. Oh, I'll blank it. I'd have to look at a list. But yeah, they, they basically, you know, had it was like an NFL squad. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty dope. Oh, yeah. And, and I just think what this does for sort of the up and coming generation. I remember talking to these guys. I think it was in Toronto. Uh, just, you know, the, sort of, the rumors were going around and I was just talking to them. But, you know, these guys have been waiting for this. Obviously, you have Javi, right? And, his story was crazy. We had him on the podcast. If you want to listen to that episode, it was a few episodes ago. But you had, you know, Journey, Lucky, Medals. Those guys got a taste of this. And then they went away for a few years. And props to them because there's probably people in that situation where, you know, maybe they don't get in the league. They might just give up on this. We've had that happen before. Um, and then who knows what happens to the Spanish scene. But then on the other side, you kind of maybe, you know, you're – inspiring the next generation uh, of Spanish players. You know, you see that success here. Maybe we're going to have more come from from that region. I mean, that's really what it's all about. But they, they talked about how, you know, they saw those guys playing in the Black Ops 4 Pro League. They were literally a scrim partner for them. Like, they weren't 18. That team would come home in scrim, like people like Javi, people like Eric Boom. So you never know what a, a, a team like this can, can do in a region. Yeah, and, uh, like, listen, I know we all would – love to have more fleshed out leagues for the CDL um, internationally. I just know we're not, we're not there yet. Ho hopefully someday that that's the thing, but like for now, what we can have is hopefully just teams like that competing at a high level. Like you said, just sort of yeah. giving hope uh, back home and uh, building it from there. I imagine Hydra had an impact on the French scene. I, I would think just based on what he did last year, just, just him alone had to have some impact, but yeah, no, I think we're both, uh, we're both extremely, pumped up i think this as much as we like the mutineers branding and yeah they had some storied matches and some success uh especially back to year one what they tied for like the most wins right with three so three um but yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll sacrifice the mutineers to have uh heretics back involved if that that's the that's the way it's got to go down um all right so then the news that happens that was what a couple weeks ago now um but yeah again, we uh, haven't had, had an episode week? a little bit was last week last yeah. week maybe but now the thing that happened, we got lucky. Uh, I swear, most of the time we have an episode go live and then stuff goes down like right after it is usually how it goes. But uh, a couple hours before we were getting ready to record the episode, um, Rocker got announced, Joe, after they, I believe they released the entire roster back on the 21st. So like, well, like eight days ago. Yeah, so you have Lynn's Awakening, Vivid, Accuracy, 
Um, I, I mean, we've been talking about it on the podcast. I'm sure the Flames been talking about it. We knew this was going to be very top heavy this year, just based on the rosters built. Um, there was, you know, LA Thieves are kind of going through a reset. We figured Rocker was going to be doing the same thing. Uh, they kind of went all out when you talk about budget last year. Um, they they went for it. It just didn't work out. So what happens usually uh, after a year like that? It's it's a rebuild. Um, and, and there's some potential here. Uh, obviously, you have Linz, who's a you know one of the players. Who, what was it? Awa Awa Baba. Awa Baba. Yeah, I always okay. Sure how to say it? But yeah, uh, they won the Ultra Major or Challengers Major. They had a lot of success. Uh, one of the top teams. Um, you have Awakening and Vivid, who feels like. Uh, Always potential there. I, I think that is like the definition of these two, right? What can Awakening, you know, can he continue to be a superstar or can he turn into one? Uh, Vivid just with the speed. Maybe that makes Linz's life very easy and then accuracy. They, they said it in the announcement video. Like, this is what I do with young talent. Um, I have a lot of success. We know that's the type of player Lamar is uh, being that leader. I mean, he he did it in, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, I think for me, like, you kind of know what you're going to get out of Lamar. Um, he had some good stretches last year, but you, you kind of know what you're going to get, I guess, I feel like. Awakening, I feel like I kind of know his floor. I know his ceiling can be nuts, but I sort of still know what I'm going to get out of Awakening. It's just kind of this, uh, probably the sub of just how how Lens comes in and what impact he can have. No pressure, being another French sub in the league after what Hydra <laughs> just did last year. But um, Vivid's been, you know, uh, real kind of up and down, just depending on, the system that's there and what he's expected to do um he has been lights out taking over maps at times disappearing at others seems like his i don't know if it's a comfort level thing confidence thing whatever it is but like i guess just the lens vivid dynamic if that ends up being great yeah i, I mean i don't think it's the team that's going to go win a bunch of tournaments but they can make some noise make some upsets 100 percent. yeah and i i think you gotta remember well everyone really does like you know, we talked about those top teams in the sub duos. It's more just who is going to find success from like a younger sub duo. And this, this could be it. Like, you know, vivid, as you said, a ton of engagements could make Linz's life really easy and maybe turn him into a, into a star. Uh, and maybe sort right. of the MW three game with the changes and whatnot helps vivid out with the movement. Uh, you know, it sets his ceiling even higher, but I, I, I kind of dig it. Honestly, I, I think with the pieces that you had left, I think there is a, a lot of potential here. And like you said, they went all in last year, but you didn't really get a ton of results. You might get a lot of, you know, decent results from this roster. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's going to be a, it's going to get some flack from some people, but I guess just for us, it's kind of pretty good with what we expected. Like we, we thought this was going to be a rebuild. I mean, the only person that's probably, you know, maybe getting paid much over like a league minimum would be awakening maybe, but like, it's just, yeah, it's not what it was last year where they kind of they kind of went for the fences. So I'm with you. I don't know how much success they'll have, but considering what's left, um, we, we've just been wondering, like, who the hell are people going to get? Because, yeah, it got, it got real top heavy uh, with some of the, the combinations of squads that we saw. Um, and one of those uh, teams probably isn't going to work out, right? Just like the Rocker team from last year didn't work out. That, that's just the way it goes. You take those risks, like, a player might have had a really good year last year, might fall off a bit. Uh, you know, a different game, a different, you know, system, whatever it is, that that's going to happen to one of those yeah, squads like, more than likely. It's just hard to think. I guess I guess I can see that 
maybe with um like nysl just because it was kind of like a one-year thing um titles changing pretty drastically you made a little bit of a change which you know we both think priest has a lot of value on a team and i think sib's a monster but like we we, we don't we don't know but like it's kind of hard for me to think that like a phase optic or ultra are going to like flop like i i i, I just don't know if that's really realistic well depending on what your definition of flop is like they should be contenders all year uh, they should yeah no i think happen. so but you just never know yeah 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 oh, i feel like it's got to happen know. to somebody just with yeah. the amount of talent like in that time yeah yeah i mean who's like <laughs> so, not everyone's getting to a final every tournament that's for sure yeah no it doesn't it doesn't feel that way but uh yeah finally we have another another roster uh completed um we didn't talk about this one last podcast but nysl duh, uh, did officially announce uh sib um yeah hydra kismet sky sib and i mean on paper it's it's a pretty nutty squad um with what sib can bring it's just a question of how impactful was priesta in terms of nysl system um you know on, on previous podcasts i i don't love it I, I just think if you have success if you win a world championship i think that squad should come back but there's other people who look at it as okay I know you kind of said this. Teams are going to be getting better. We have to get better, right? We have to improve the roster. And maybe this is just their, that's their way of doing it. Well, I'm just like, I guess I'm just torn on it because like, I, I, I like Sib. I'm happy for Sib. I think he's, uh, mm -hmm. he has had some of the more fun plays to commentate or nuttier moments of any players we've seen. His ceiling is bonkers. But yeah, I just, we love Priest, dude. He's just, he's just a good kid. <laughs> he just wants to go out there when gas his teammates up. Um, I, I felt really bad for how it went down with him. And I think he said to, been in the one podcast didn't end up being a contract thing you know it seems like the players maybe didn't go to bat for him but it seems like it started as a contract thing and then didn't end up being one i guess they were I, I don't know exactly how it all went down but like i part of me like it sucks because like i love skies i want to see sim do well kismet is i don't know i just want to bark at people like i i kind of want to see like them do well because like, i like some pieces on the team but i also want to see them fucking fail miserably because priest of being gone it's just it just yeah it hurts my brain yeah maybe not fail miserably you know oh, no that'd there's be, part of me tough. that there's part of me that wants to see that there's part of me that wants to see them 12th out of 12. well I, I don't think like yeah i mean you're not the only one thinking that though <laughs> like there there was a lot of feedback that like what the hell why why do this why yeah. do that um so you're not going to be the only one i'm sure there's just part, a, a it's just lot part of, of me listen listen uh, there's a lot of me that wants to see him do great too but there's yeah a little bit of me it's just like i want you to i want you to fail i want you to fail terribly but i i, I don't know they they should they should be sick but yeah no i think this will be a really cool um sort of you know there's always that argument i think in call of duty like is it talent over everything type of thing um you know how important are the intangibles um it's tough because we change games and you know it's hard to identify exactly where things went wrong but like if they do struggle I mean, like enough to, is, yeah you think it would right you'd sort of be like well apparently that's very important <laughs> well it helps pretty sad helps me because i i hit those intangibles a lot i mean that's yeah i i mean i think we know they're important for sure but yes you can out talent your way through them at times like you can out shoot uh if you get put in a bad situations and that's what sib brings like the guy, the guy has one of the the best shots we we've seen uh, on stage. So, and do you think yeah, this we'll, puts like any kind of uh, 
I mean, it's added pressure on everybody. I think Sib coming into this after they won, um, the three players that chose or were involved with Priest going puts more pressure on them. You think that's anything you'll kind of feel or think about or not too much? Just kind of get into it. I don't know if they'll think about it. I, I will say one thing on because Sib, he didn't have the success last year, right? Like he's coming in hungry and that may help them. There, there is sort of the side of you've seen success. You have a nice vacation, a good break. Maybe you don't come back as motivated. Like, Sims would be like, yo, what time are we practicing? Like, every day. He wants to know that schedule. And obviously, they want to go back-to-back -back and be world champions once again. But that's just part of being a human. Like, that, that's going to happen. Maybe they would have to build up their season a little bit and get motivated. But I feel like that's less now that you have a new piece. Like, Sibs going to, going to be on their case to make sure everyone's locked in. Um, yeah, I mean, the pressure is going to be there. Every time they lose, they're going to get tweets about it. Shouldn't drop Risa. That, that's just going, that's literally going to happen. Yeah, no, it's got to be there a little bit, but we'll see if it really has uh, has that much impact. Do you think they'd be coming in with a little bit of swagger based on how last year went? Um, but we wanted to do a little bit of a kind of a recap of where we stand with everything because we've had we've had a bunch of episodes. Um, a lot has happened. Um, you know, we just chatted through kind of the Rockers' new uh, team, Heretics' new squad. Um, we're going to take a look and shout out to Viper Gaming. This was on Reddit. Um, just sort of a breakdown of like the announced teams that we've had so far that we're going to look through. <laughs> you real and quick. I were chatting up like, all right, who's all been announced? Who hasn't been announced? Yeah, What's a yeah. rumor? What's not a rumor? Uh, long season uh, is, you know, it's a bit of a long one. Not going to see these guys in action. And even for us, when we do these podcast episodes, like we're focused on the guests a lot of times. So this lets us kind of dial in on this. But yeah, phase you had Draza. Um, you then have Optic with the addition of Pred and Kenny alongside Dashi Shotzi. New York, we just talked about Sid being added there. Uh, Toronto Ultra, they add Envoy. Um, under them is Boston Breach. So uh, that I think we touched on that team being finalized last episode, but if we didn't, Capsule, Priest, Slasher, uh, and then Snoopy. And then there is the Heretics team. So uh, you have that Heretics team there with Vickle, Journey, Lucky, uh, Metals, and Eric Boom. So there's sort of a, a graphic to let you kind of know where you're at. Plus, you add the Rocker. We don't have the Rocker one on there because this was, uh, yeah, from uh, the Kai Competitive Reddit. So the question is, who are we still waiting on? Uh, LA Thieves, and they've tweeted out a couple of tweets the last few days, and I think one just a little bit ago. About the Rocker might come out tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it came out like might come out today. Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, maybe when this, uh, you know, this is already live. <laughs> uh, so we're waiting on LA Thieves, which I think, again, is a, another rebuild at this point. Uh, you then have Seattle Surge we're waiting on. We're waiting on Los Angeles Gorillas. We're waiting on uh, London and then Vegas. So there are still five teams remaining. Uh, you know, just curious where, like, someone like Bance is going to go. Cammy, uh, you know, Clay, Standy. There's still some some big-name players out there. We're just kind of waiting to see who goes where? I mean, our cities, I, I, I truly, I don't know what these teams are going to be. These should be a bit of a wild card. Dude, just looking at that graphic, though, like, uh, just talking about the top-heavy thing, like, dude, those four rosters look nuts, huh? It's pretty, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty wild. That's kind of happened. I mean, we've had it, we've had it before. I mean, that's, I feel like it's always happened. Like, what happens in any sport, right? Like, we don't have really... I don't I don't know. Um the same whatever you want to call it, filtration sort of system that you have with uh major sports with people coming up from college and the draft system and uh salary, salary caps. caps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't really have a lot of those systems in place that sort of try to find 
parity, which listen, nothing. Well, I think perfect. there's a salary cap, but I think the fact is, is that like if you if you're a star player or you've been, you can, there's only a certain amount of money you can accept. Like that's it. Well, yeah, it's not. So, I, but but even like you know, sports that have had like salary caps and stuff. And I know you have like the luxury tax and whatever with basketball, but you know, <laughs> listen, I've watched basketball for a long time. There was not a lot of parity for for a long time. I mean, it yeah. was just you know the Lakers and Spurs just sort of running stuff for a decade. But but like last year, I think it was a really good example of how how fun the league can be when it's just like it feels like anybody's got a chance to go out and win it. I know that's what everybody kind of kind of wants in some ways, but I don't know the top. It's also fun to just see sort of juggernauts go at it, man. There's a lot of expect expectations for these top teams, as you said. Somebody's probably not going to live up to the hype. And we'll kind of get to to watch it all play out over the course of a uh, course of the year once we get gone. Well, and I think a lot a, a lot of these teams came together. Why? Because young talent developed throughout the league. Like the reason why there was a lot of parity is the you know Sib and Pred got a lot better, um, and they would cause upsets throughout the tournament. You know, Ultra they do what they do. They they recruit insight and scrappy. Who the hell are these guys? Boom, they're they're winning tournaments, getting second at champs. Like it's just sort of happened where that sort of the the young stars who were causing upsets are now on these top teams and we're going to probably see it again there's going to be some young stars who go off and cause upsets but it may just take a little bit more time well no that that, that maybe that's like our kind of parody equalizer at times it's like it's tough to be truly proven proven unless you are like one of those super mega stars that's coming in and everyone knows is going to be the next god which is which is pretty rare but a lot of times even if this player might be incredible not everyone realizes it yet. It's so difficult to get a spot in the league. You're usually coming in at probably like a league minimum or close to it, right? And like, if those guys end up being lords, then yeah, that, like you said, that's sort of where that that can happen. So yeah, I guess that's kind of where we we, we find our sort of parity equalizer. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, the only thing I saw with like, I think there were some rumored like surge teams. Um, I feel like all I've seen about like, London with some financial stuff about the bigger org, if they're in trouble or not. Vegas, I think I saw a clip where like Clay was chatting about, I think he had asked to come back with like 33% less money and more responsibility or something like that. On a yeah, recent I think podcast. Clay, the, the rumor with Clay is it's like LAG with him, Standy. Um, I forget the, the full roster, but uh, attach and then one more uh, sub. Uh, Nero, they're in Nero. So that's the, I believe that's the rumor roster. Standy Nero. Attaching clay. And I think that's under the LAG banner, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rumor stuff, well, we're not going to dive too deep into because who the hell knows? Stuff has changed so much. We'll see what happens. But I got to, I got to think we're getting pretty close to the part where, well, rumors are pretty close to the truth, usually, <laughs> typically yeah. speaking. But uh, oh, I could we'll see that in terms of, I mean, in terms of like, okay, when you're a veteran kind of in this situation, what do you do? It's usually you try to find some familiar, uh, like someone you're familiar with. Clay and Attach, they've teamed up before. Uh, Clay just played with Standy. You know, Standy and Attach have played with one another on Minnesota Rocker. Like, that just kind of makes sense. And then it's sort of like, all right, who's left? Um, yeah. I, I think maybe the one player I'm interested to see is like someone like Arsides and what happens with him. Because I think he was on the rumored surge roster I saw. Um, okay. I forget all, dude, I forget who all it was. I've looked at so many rumored rosters and shit. But, but I, I'm just thinking, like, if I'm him, who do I want to try to get? Because he kind of took the different route where he played with the youngsters last year. Didn't work out. Does he go back to, like, does he try to convince someone to get his brother and gunless? Like, I, that's what I'm saying. That, I mean, that would be awesome. But that's what veterans typically do. That's what I did when I got, you know, 
you get off a team, I'm going back to J Cab, like, yo, Cab, let's team again. You know, back to Big T and Red. Like, that's just kind of what happens. I'd be back to like the AM days because that was Gunless and the Twins back on, what was that AM team? United? That was before United, wasn't it? Uh, they on like a THC? Oh, God. I don't remember, but I just remember them under United. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were on team even before that, but maybe it was just the twins. Could be faded. But yeah, no, that's that's going that's going way, way back, though. I mean, I, I, that's a person we haven't chatted much about. Like, I know Gunless was going through some medical issues and stuff, um, but he's a guy that, I don't know, I would be, I, I know a couple of years have passed since he's been, when was the last time he was sort of in the league and like that guy? Uh, I mean, it's like MW19. I mean, he won an event on the Huntsman. That's probably probably last time, right? Yeah. That that was kind of short lived, but before that, but I know him and Pristini both really. like competed in challengers a bit. Oh, oh sure I just had, I wouldn't be surprised if he came in and still was just able to fry. Not, oh, yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. So because just as Gunless was one of those like rare counts that when he was in peak form was the best player on the planet. And usually mm-hmm. when you're one of those guys, like he'll be all right. At least I, I would think so. And he did um, it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there were multiple titles where he was that guy. Um, is there anything else you really want to touch on with regards to the team stuff? I mean, mostly just kind of waiting to see how it plays out. Yeah, just waiting. Um, we'll try to get some guests on from these new rosters. Uh, yeah. Talk about kind of how their roster may need yacht, but that, that's really it. Just kind of wanted to update everybody on on where we're at with that. As much as updating ourselves, honestly. Like, yeah, <laughs> we get lost in our own like streams, and you know, it's the off season. Just watching whatever esports, playing other games. I should have quizzed you. That's what we should have done. We should have made this a segment and quiz, like put the rosters together. <laughs> I might I might have been all right with like most of them, but some I'd be like, I don't know, bro. I don't know where we're at anymore. <laughs> I have um, no idea. This is uh, one bit of news I just kind of tossed in with like CDL news type stuff. Uh, Vonderhart leaving Activision in Treyarch. Um, I think I just want to touch on this quick because I think we have a lot of love for Vaughn going back to the early days he was one of the i think him and jay we talk about our guy jay sort of all the time and no one knows who the hell we're talking about but i came in jay per year um, in the shadows baby yeah yeah he he's he retired years ago but they were two of the guys that first gotten you know into kind of mlg tournaments and wanted to sort of help make this thing go around so i don't know how much bond has been involved the past couple years i know most of our conversations around stuff when it comes to Treyarch has been like tony flame maddox um those guys lawrence. yeah lawrence i think vaughn's kind of i think he took a step back years ago and i, I still think he was involved in like uh, you know overall systems and game design but like on the esports side he kind of took a step back ages ago but um dude he was a he was a special guy man i mean i, I don't even know how to describe him he was intense i remember the first time like I, I think it was black ops 3 when i first became one of the main commentators i had asked to go to treyarch to um Actually, that's sh- for sure they wanted to show me some stuff about like uh podcaster mode and it they had this room at Treyarch called the war room it was just like darkly lit this giant like table in the middle the table uh, and then this the screen yeah yeah you know, one side was me on the other side was Vaughn. i was like <laughs> I, I, I was intimidated i'll be honest with you i was nervous as shit bro yeah <laughs> this is still like kind of early for me before i you know became uh, you know, bigger in this thing and commentators like my first big jump is one of the main commentators and like, dude, being in that room alone with Vaughn talking through stuff, it's just he's very he's just no bullshit, man. Like he isn't he doesn't want a lot of bullshit. Like if you're trying to explain something, like explain it and give details and tell me why the how. Like don't just say like he would hate you know players to give feedback on something like CTF sucks. Like okay, <laughs> 
Like this map sucks. Like no, no. Like we we need. Like, tell, tell me why? How? Why doesn't this yeah. work? Um, so that's when I was brought in, and I was a translator. Yeah, me and Eric. That's what we would do. We were literally <laughs> translators for players. Yeah. Yeah, but I think just uh, sort of want to give a little shout out to Vaughn because I think I think it's safe to say like I, it never would have gotten to this level without his sort of investment from the developer side and. I don't think we've ever gotten to where we wanted to with the full on kind of dev support and publisher support, but we are only where we are in part to like him and Jay early on. So, um, you know, he, he will be missed and I'm sure whatever he's going to tackle next, there'll be a beast, but I, I guess I wasn't as like, I saw a lot of tweets, like kind of freaking out or this and that, yeah. like, I guess I didn't really feel that way. Cause I just didn't, I guess I haven't really thought he's been as close to it in recent years as he was in the past, but I, I I could be wrong. Yeah, the last couple of years, is def- I mean, I, I don't know. It's been like probably Black Ops 4 and then after that, who knows? Um, maybe even like during Black Ops 4, but it's felt like that relationship has been a little choppy. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, it feels like the pat, like kind of what he loved was shared down to the people below him, like people like Maddox and, and you know, Lawrence, uh, Tony Flynn. I don't think Tony's there anymore either, but those guys, yeah, they love, but I've got it a lot. As he might well, be right in my head. In my head, like Tony's there forever. No, I think Tony left. Tony left like a couple of years ago. I think. Oh, Pretty sure it was a few years ago. Oh yeah. But right. there's I, a lot of people. It's interesting because there... all the people I've talked to recently have been Madison Lawrence. So yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But basically, I just think there's still a lot of people who really care about us. So we'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we figured out it... these last couple of years. We're good. Yeah. Right. Like I think uh, I think we can get through through anything at this point. Um, yeah. Well, now kind of what we want to chat about just some of the MW3 news. Uh, I know it's been talked about to death, I'm sure, in so many circles. But, well, you haven't really heard Joe and I chat about it and give give our feedback. And I know... Yeah, our opinions have been waiting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know uh, one of the... One of the first things I think Joe said, and I said, was I, one of the first things Joe said at the beginning of this year was, like, I don't feel like I'm playing COD right now. Um, and that was mostly when it came to, to Warzone, but obviously... It, that applied to multiplayer as well and you know i think i said right away it, it blows my mind that the the best thing that cod's ever done with the smooth gameplay like the fast action like the thing that's made it dominate the console market when it came to fps for so long it's like they just threw it out the window it's, this year was very surprising so it feels like the whole fucking year was a troll just to come out now and say like say oh hey, the fact that like do we're like getting rid of slide canceling and like we heard the devs like hated slide canceling and then we had the one in teep got the the thing with like the cell phone and stuff and the slides i was like bro what or what is oh slide canceling is a part of the marketing plan yes yeah it's wild and like i get it like you know activision it's is based on the dev, marketing right? yeah. mar- marketing behemoth and but i think i think overall we're gonna chat through th- some of the things we're just excited it sounds like we're gonna be playing cod again well and I think what's funny is like, it's not even funny, but this was supposed to be an expansion. And I, I assume well, we, we've heard a million point, different things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, who knows? But basically, this is I would the way I would summarize this is an MW2 expansion that we're calling MW3. And then all the things you didn't like as a community, we're just going to do the opposite. And hopefully that makes you happy. Well, and I think just at its core, Which I'm cool with. And we haven't played it yet, but like that all sounds good because I think I think we've also kind of said since the beginning that like the core of the game, like the core gunplay and like visuals and like a lot of the feel of it, if it just was sped up a little bit when it came to animations and ABS and strafe speed, like 
It felt like not the, the shooting visuals. That needs to be better for sure. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to, to say. I liked just sort of. I don't want to say the core game because there were a lot of issues with the core game, but like, like the engine, like the, engine the engine, maybe. Yeah. yeah, like there was, I think, potential there. Um, if they just tweak things uh, quite a bit, mm-hmm. it sort of it sort of sounds like that's exactly what we're getting. No, it, it yeah, it feels that way. So let, let's start off. Let's start off with the top. So I think the biggest thing here is the MW2 maps um, are being remastered. They're all coming back. What are our thoughts on this? Because I think maps have been a, a big discussion these last couple of years. Um, from a competitive side for MW2, I think there's some potential here. But I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm still a little nervous. If we're talking three game modes... And we'll talk, we'll talk on the third game mode. But even let's put that to the side. Let's just talk hard point and search and destroy. First off, if you have tax rate and everything, and I think they said this, they're going to they have to make them feel a little bit bigger, right? Like, it would just be tiny with tax rate, with how much quicker you're moving now compared to 2010 or 2009. So that there has to be adjustments there. There's obviously doors. I've seen, like, doors being talked about. I don't know if that's confirmed or just a rumor. That's always interesting. But I'm just going to look at a map list. It, it competitively in MW2, what we played, we played Terminal, we played Scrapyard. So Terminal, I could see working for like a hard point and a search. Um, scrapyard, I don't know if you can play hard point on that. Probably not. Search, we didn't play that. Uh, we played High Rise. I think that should be good for both. Um, but it still could be interesting. I don't really know how you move the points around. I guess we'll figure that one out. I think Invasion will work out well. That's a three-lane map. Um, I think that should be good for both. And I think that was pretty much it. And then we played Karachi Search and Destroy. Um, so it's not like a lot of these maps we played competitively on there was about four to five which is about the norm but this isn't like your black ops 2 where yeah this was the best of the best we didn't play hardpoint and we played search and destroy and some of the search maps were okay so like i'm still a little nervous here on how this is gonna work out for the maps yeah i guess i mean i don't have the experience competing on this obviously and we have no experience with hardpoint but I guess I just want to sort of feel like if, if it's a big, if, if they're working with the CDL and maybe some professionals on where point placement is and how spawns work. Like, I, I guess. Yeah. I know there was already some there a couple of weeks ago. Like, like I think, I think the spawn system is more important than the maps when it comes to hard point in the sense of the good spawn system, you can make maps work with like, you can make a dog shit map work. A really good map with a shitty spawn system is just fucked. At least it's kind of how I view it. Like, I, an, an okay map with like a good spawn system can be great. I, I don't, I don't know that I feel that way about a great map with shitty spawns. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you, it, it's both. It's let's say it's both. But like, if they can get spawns to like a good place, if I have good faith that they're working on that, then I guess I'm concerned less. Is my point? Well, there is the other thing because like supposedly MW2 weapons are all transferring over our mw2 maps all like are you gonna be able to play every like maybe we just have those as backup options like maybe the spawn system is adjusted and the maps we played this year are better with like dead silence and whatnot i guess just like is like a backup plan 
Because if well, that's I'd the be, case, totally then we should have we enough. Keep, yeah, yeah. If we can take, I don't know, one or two from this year and four or whatever from next yeah, year. No, same. Yeah, I'd be fine. Or if we just agreed to always have raid. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, obviously, the the MW2 map list, this was a a huge nostalgia push, marketing push, uh, casual fan base push. This is not thinking from, like, the competitive uh, viewpoint that we are. But, like, when I heard that, people were excited, and I was like, well, for comp, like, I really don't know how this is going to work. It'll be interesting. Like, And maybe there's some maps that actually play pretty well that we didn't play that'll work well with Hardpoint. No, I I think you make a fair point. It's a good one. I just... If all the other little things around like 150 HP and we'll chat their own, but like all the other little things in the game plus spawns are decent, I think we can get by with question mark maps. Hopefully, hopefully we need a spawn system change for sure. But yes. I am a little worried because Vanguard did have squad spawns. That's that's the part that just leaves me worried is where where where's the spawn system at? Because then they throw everything I'm saying out the window. Uh, yeah, throw it all out the window. Well, let's chat through some of the other. Oh, well, you want to talk sort of about the the third game mode because that all right that becomes an interesting conversation because you know we've um, players or fans have begged for like CTF at times, and I think Joe and I've typically been of the camp. Listen, unless the maps are specifically des- designed for CTF, like the floor for CTF is far lower for control for me. Control is a game mode just. Even when it's at its worst, it's still all right, right? Like, we've had some lit years with it. We've had some okay years. But, like, the really, really poor CTF. We haven't had good CTF since Black Ops 2. Like It's been forever. Um, but, like, this might be the one year that I guess it's more of a conversation for me because these were maps where, like, CTF was a little bit more focused. Um, yep. So this would be a time when I, I guess I'm more willing to have that conversation than I ever have been in the past. Yeah, so there was a tweet from uh, Intel CDL. I think it was uh, Crowder's uh, podcast, Scrap Time Podcast. You can obviously check that out, but it basically says the league had serious discussion on getting rid of control as a third game mode and playing either three hard points or three search destroys instead. I'm not a huge fan. I like having a third game mode. Um, I just think it... Like, usually there's teams who are very strong at search or very strong at hard point, right? Like respawns. It, it just, I think the third game mode... If you look at the last couple of years, the teams who really get down to third game mode, they're some of the best if they're not winning the the events, right? In terms of the map pool, I feel like it just really tests your limits as a squad, whether that be control. And and yeah, I'm not saying control has been great. Um, I think a lot of that's due to the maps and spawns. I still think it's been like, it's had its moments. It's been all right. I guess I still think it's had incredible moments. Personally, like I think it's had some... Yeah, incredible moments. But That's yeah, boring CTF, ones too. <laughs> CTF is an option here, but again, we're talking about spawns. If this has the MW2 spawns, then yeah, you could potentially work on that. And, you know, we could play Scrapyard, we could play High Rise, we could play Terminal. You could play Invasion, you could play those maps here. But yeah, CTF, I mean, you could have stalemates. There are boring moments in CTF. But this is maybe your best option. I would rather have a third game mode than only have two. So, so you would basically saying, if if it had to only be CTF, you would yeah you would take CTF before overdoing two. Okay, because yeah, I, I think like three hard points I can sort of wrap my head around the sense it's at least like still three respawns, but like three search I think changes the dynamic entirely of our entire esport. I mean, just having more searches than respawn would be wildly different. Like and dude, like 
a lot of the discussion around control is its map limitations. But we've had map limitations in Hardpoint and in Search. I, I think you could probably argue Search last year was worse than Control. Like, truly, like, yeah. with the sound EQ and no Deddy and all this other stuff, very one-bomb-centric maps, it, it's all around maps. And the reason why Control is typically easier to work with than CTF is because you can move the points, right? It's much easier than moving the flags and just how the maps are set up. When there's two zones, you have more options for maps. It's just way easier um, than like if you have bad CTF maps, you're just kind of screwed. There's nothing you can do. You can't, you can't, you can't barely move anything. Well, I think another part of it should be just like, uh, you know, for a recurring year over year franchise league or whatever it is. Parody year to year. Be. Yeah, just yeah. there's only a couple things we care about, like kind of having parody. Yeah, we weren't a big fan of when it went to 5v5. I think 4v4 is one of those things that just shouldn't fucking be touched. Let's leave that, okay? Um, and then it's the game modes. I guess that's one thing where I feel strongly there should be some some parody and consistency. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just saying I'm a little more open to if it doesn't go that way this year, I guess I'd kind of get it just, just because of where we're at. But it's just a weird year just because we haven't had hard point either. Well, there wasn't hard point in MW2. I mean, like, just kind of... And then what happens next year? Like, that's sort of the question, like, when with Treyarch's title, they made control. They, that's literally their game mode. Uh, I, I, I bet they probably want control again, unless yeah, they're guess, building for CTF, but I don't know. I, yeah, I guess it's not, like, it's not the end of the year. I mean, I'd rather have the third game mode change than, obviously, one of the core two, but I just would prefer that the game is built around it. That's just always why control's been safer, just easier, like you said. Um, well, some of the other stuff that's uh, I think everyone's happy. Um, we'll have we'll have classic mini map red dots back, so people like me won't be as confused, Joe. Yes, we have the classic mini map and red dots. Why this went away, I don't know. Um, that was that was a weird one. Well, to be fair, I mean, as much as we praise um, Triarch is. You know, Treyarch has been um, our, our, our best developer when it comes to esports support, 100%. But like, they did 5v5, they did like Fog of War. I mean, there's there's been some there's been some weird stuff that's been done too. I guess the Red Dot thing made me think of what it was called Fog of War, right? Like the weird like reveal system that would happen on the mini map. I don't remember that at all. That I was in Black Ops Four, right? Black Ops Four, yeah. The year rid of that or no? Oh God, is the year what I don't remember. Mean? Yeah, I don't remember. Did they get rid of that? I, thought I don't remember whole, how that, that worked. I thought that was in the whole year. I thought that was sort of like if you, um, let's say you were at your minimap, you were you have like your uh, conal view, like if you were running, mm -hmm. and like someone came into that on the side, even that and shot and pinged, you would just automatically ping them. Isn't that what it did, kind of? Maybe, that sounds like about if right. They, if they were like sort of in that conal, uh, dude, maybe I'm mixing up entirely. No, no you, I, I don't think work. you are. Your, your brain works but, weird ways. I just forget, I don't remember that. But, but we've had, the we've fact had is they still had red dots. On. Yeah, it's true. it's true. Even if maybe maybe a little, I think that was their way of not having like battle chatter and stuff, or was like calling out and just like did it for you. But it was kind of weird because it was like free info for people. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, I think we're excited to have more just classic. It's one of those staples that maybe doesn't need to be touched. And if you don't, if you don't want to be on the mini map, you can use a silencer. That's how that works. Shout out Nate Shot. Um, I know one thing that drove me 
insane, especially since I don't know if this was like a Halo thing or where where I started, or it's just like an OCD thing. I don't know if many people are like this, but like, I don't care if I shot two bullets, my ass is reloading. Like, I just like have to reload my gun. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I've just always been that way. Like if the clip isn't full, I'm not thinking like, oh, I've got 14 bullets left. I can get another kill. I'm thinking I got to reload. I don't know. It's just how I am. The ability to not be able to like cancel that reload killed me this year. It, especially is how I am with reloading. It killed me. I do not understand why that ever went away. It's just to punish people like me. I don't know. I still get caught on Warzone to this day with this why you cannot cancel or reload. I don't. I do not know. When did it I stop being a thing where you could like start cooking? Because before in previous titles, and I don't know, what, like if you were starting to cook a frag grenade, you could put it back in your pocket, right? Or was it usually yeah, it depends always, on the title. It depends, depends on the on title. Because I remember that one of the first times I went to throw a frag this year, I blew myself up. Because I went to go throw it, and I'm like, oh, nope, not a good time. I went to go put it back. I'm like, oh, I can't. I just panicked, held it in my hand, it blew up. I was like, that's a Yeah, I think it started have. out as if you ran like Semtex, you'd always put them away. But like it started with Encounter, I think if you had frags, you had to get rid of it. And then it, there was like a year or two where if you had frags, you could put it back. I thought for sure you could at some point. I just couldn't remember which time. Yeah, no, you could. You definitely could. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, you have. That's yeah, grenade cancel, whatever. Put it back. Um, so that thank God. Um, now with that, so you basically are gonna be able to cancel slides, reload, grenade cancel. Um, I thought this was interesting. Like the um, inspire right after sliding because I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like. Ghost, you couldn't shoot till after you slid, correct? And then it was after yep. that that you could shoot through sliding. And I, I, I remember like one of the big complaints early on with sliding wasn't even like the cancel. It was just the ability to shoot while you slid. Like most on the professional side were like, you just should not be able to shoot till you're done, correct? Yeah, that was just like, because people just thought it was like balance. It's like dolphin diving, right? If you were going to enter into this movement interaction, you should not be able to immediately start shooting. They just felt it like that it should was... be for movement, not for fighting. Correct. Yeah. For movement ability, not combat ability. Yes. Yes. So that, that doesn't, that's doesn't not... matter to me. Yeah. I, I don't know that I personally care too much either way, but I think I remember that being a pretty big complaint, like post ghost, I thought like just around the slide. Um, hmm. What faster mantling? Thank, thank God. Um, you don't like doing pull-ups. The number of times like this year and like listen most of my time was more zone so take it for what you will but like i think i had like a free kill in front of me i was like looking the other way and i go to like hop up and just mantle up and by the time i've i've even finished the mantle up he's turned around and killed me i'm still mid mantle it just it felt like everything just felt like you weighed 400 pounds in this game yeah if you did a little side hop and then like your dude like did the one arm like push me up to the oh, bro. And you're like dude i'm like dude what is happening right now <laughs> yeah no this is i'm excited about this one as well um faster mantling just a little bit just just i don't know it doesn't feel as smooth like cod like, that's you know what i mean like i, I don't know that that sort of call of duty feel we talk about mantling this year in the light the hang, hanging on, on the side i'm just not a fan yeah, I don't even know if it felt like realistic. That's probably what they're going for. But just get all that shit out. Get it all out. I don't give, I don't give anything realistic. I do not give a fuck. Get it out. Like, I don't need to feel like what it would be like for me doing these things. Because that's what it felt like. Like this year felt like it was me physically doing all this shit. Like, bro. Like, oh, no, thank you. Um, 
ADS while sliding. Um, I actually don't know what the if that really matters much as you can't shoot to laugh at the slide, right? So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Whatever. I guess. I, I guess the next one well, I'm excited about though. That we're talking like the about. players like the you know the thematic spam like the ADS spam. Yeah. Uh, next one I'm excited about increased strafe slash ADS speeds. I mean, please, come on. Give me some strafe. We have zero. You are you have cement boots, and, and it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be insane. But we have absolute zero. This is why we're crack aiming, because we're just trying to create strafe. You literally can't move once you aim in. You're in a quicksand, and then uh, faster ADS speeds. I mean, they especially sprinting, like sprint to fire. That that has been cod since the heyday. Like it's sort of if you get caught sprinting. It is milliseconds, but if you have the ability to snap on someone, that's caught and react, right? Like, you get caught, boom. You, you can try to force a gunfight. If you get caught sprinting, you're dead. You lose. Yeah, that was probably one of the probably one of the things that in itself was a skill gap, at least to, like, separate a good player from a poor player. Like, if you get ADS quickly, like, you could piss on somebody. When that, when that yeah. becomes less of a thing, it's just like, oh, my God. Jim Bob four 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 five has just been preempting this side for an hour, and I've died to him again. <laughs> That's how that goes. So yeah, really excited about that one. Well, uh, what was the one clip I saw? Well, it was like a MP five, or I figure which guns it was. But it was like an MP five from like this game versus MP five mm -hmm. from like ten years ago, and it was just like side by side straight speeds. It, it was so funny how much really? faster it was. Oh, back in the day, it was so much faster. It's like ADS and a straight. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I said for a little, yes, yeah, so it makes gunfights, especially long range, a little bit more fun. Um, attack sprint recharges while sprinting. It doesn't do that in this game. Um, on the, like, the competitive side, I don't know if that's the, the biggest deal uh, for Warzone. That, that'll make the game feel a little bit quicker because it's just like, where is my attack sprint, please? Where is it? Yeah, I, I guess I'm still somebody that just wishes they would get rid of attack sprint and just give us faster like base movement and just regular sprint. Um, I guess it's just never going away now. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me like I don't know. I I, I get it sometimes. Like when you hit like you're getting pushed and you hit a nice like tax sprint jump or whatever, you hit like a nice movement on somebody and make a play. Like it, it can be fun. It's just like the sort of RNG of it in certain situations. Like, is it going? Especially if you don't have a cancel mechanic. Like, am I going to have it up? Like, is, is it going to be ready to go? Like, am I going to be able to finesse this situation? Like, when exactly is it going to run out? I don't know. It just seems like a it's sort of like an RNG thing that it just adds like inputs on my controller to if you're not playing like auto tax sprint that just seems so unnecessary if you just bump the base movement. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's just one of those things like this is how cameras get broken, right? Like if you go too fast, this is what tax sprint does. This is when you're just getting BS happens a lot. But yeah, you're just swinging through a door, tax sprint, get guns. You're like, what the hell just happened to me? Yeah, I know this isn't like CS or a Val or something, but just having like a like two kind of speeds, like a, a walk and a run or a run and a sprint or whatever it is. Like, yes, there should be some separation between the two. But yeah, you're right. Like the, the standstill to the tax sprint is absurd. Just like the mm -hmm. difference or like the walk to whatever, whatever it is. Like, it's just so it's just absurd. Yeah, and it could be it could be nuts with cameras. Yes, it's going to be fun to shit on people, like I said, but 
<laughs> it can it can be frustrating. Um. So wait, what is the? I, I didn't actually even look it up. I just saw it like in the notes. What what is the tax stance? Is it almost like the candid laser looking kind of thing? That's what I thought it was. So I don't Assume? really think it's gonna affect us. But it seems like there's some shouldering to it. But like you're not. It's like in between ADS and and hip firing is how it looks. Yeah, but I maybe see like with one a little screenshot like, and it looks sort of like the candid laser. Is yeah, I think that's how it's supposed to be. And maybe like a little little like I don't know left to right i'm not really sure i don't think it's gonna affect us very much probably just a made-up thing that they added to the list i don't think it will yeah i just i wasn't really sure what the hell it meant um uh 150 hp think awesome thank god um yeah and i saw some discussion around this like this could be good it could be bad i mean 150 hp it really depends still on Still on weapon balancing, you could have guns still yeah. killing three bullets. I mean, just depending on damage values, like 100, 100 <laughs> HP. Numbers are make believe. Like the numbers, yeah, numbers like, believe. Yeah, they are literally it. make believe. You could have a, a gun do 50 bullets or 50 damage per bullet and still die in three bullets. So it sounds like they're trying to increase time to kill. Um, we'll see if it gets done, but especially what's on like, the multiplayer side, very what's like your What's like your perfect? What do you think, COD? What, what COD do you think had the best, probably, for like TTK? I like Cold War a lot, which was 150. I think BO4 is there. The issue with BO4 was stim yeah. and just how quickly you could stim. I didn't mind stimming. It was just how quickly it came back, uh, which was also 150. But I think Cold War was a really nice time to kill. Uh, it felt like like Krig players had to hit like nice, like I don't know, like five, six shots deep, long range. But like 74U players, if you got into a good spot, it was like four bullets. You ever you find yourself I mean? missing like the health bars? Like, I know it's because like stem and stuff, but sometimes I'll watch old clips in Black Ops 4. Just sort of, I guess it, it could be too much visual clutter, but sort of like knowing you got somebody wanting versus like guessing. Like, I guess sort of like it's more, more info. Feedback. I don't hate it. Yeah. I was and watching just, the Black Ops 4 clips and I was like, sometimes I miss like just the visual of that. Visual? Yeah. Just knowing what you did, how much damage you did. <laughs> Yeah, because like, you could hit four Maddox bullets across the map and it did like 40 damage. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but at least you would know. Um, they have a gear perk system. Um, I think I've seen rumors of this, like you wear a helmet, but that's just supposed to be a perk. Your sneakers are supposed to be a perk. I, I don't know. Um, but it just sounds like the perks are all going to be started at the start of the map. Yeah, that's all we, that's all we, all we care about. That was that was an idea, huh? Oh, and Daddy, uh, Ninja, right? That's the other thing. That's the other thing is Ninja is confirmed. Hopefully, so we're good to go there, especially on the multiplayer side. What do they say? Like, is it one of those things where it, like dampens them or they're silent? That's a great question. I don't have the answer for you. Because that might, with all this uh, new audio stuff people are doing, mm. that might that might matter quite a bit. But we'll, I guess, we'll have to, to kind of wait and see how that plays out. But I mean, overall. Yeah, it feels like they kind of kind of hit on everything for the most part that we had issues with this year. Um, and you put more time in multiplayer rank than I did, obviously. But was there, is there any you think that's like real glaring that they kind of haven't hit on just from a, how the game sort of feels like the core stuff? I don't I don't think so. I mean. No, I, I think everyone should be pretty happy. I think just the maps. Um, they like headshot multipliers, but that's not something. Oh uh, like yeah, they hear about. They talked about that as well. It's, oh, did they? It's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be reduced, re reduced headshot multipliers. Because what did what did uh, Char do? It was just one and one point one, basically, right? I don't remember. I thought that's what it was when pros liked it. It was just like one and one point one. 
There's a little bump, but nothing like major. And then I remember in MW19, they said they got rid of it, but I think that was fake. Because I, I swear that shit was, that was a lie. He died so um, fast, I can't even tell, bro. Yeah, and let's maybe explain this, like why, okay, so like if you're someone listening, you're like, no, but like headshots should give you more. In Call of Duty, with what we just said, with how quickly you have to react to things, especially on controller, and if you play controller, you know this, when you're aiming in on someone, your goal is not to aim in at the head. Right, that's just not a it's not a thing. Um so what ends up happening is like randomly your gun will just go up. Maybe maybe someone gets first bullet on you, you aim in at chest level, and then as you get shot, your aim in goes right to their head and you get like three accidental headshots. That's that's not like oh he aimed at my head and killed me. Like that's pure luck. Yeah, well, flinch. Like, I, I don't know if it'll ever yes. headshots like being significant will ever make sense to me with flinch. I mean, most games where you think of like headshots making a lot of sense are your, um, I don't know, more accurate mouse and keyboard shooters, your CS, your Valorant with spray patterns, and where you get the flinch doesn't exist and it just makes a lot more sense. Um, you're also not controllers with flinch, it's in. always like weird to me. Like, I, I never. There are some times when it's longer time to kill in like Warzone at longer ranges where like I will actively on controller try to go for headshots like or if you're sniping or something obviously but there there are times where like I will sort of drift towards the head trying to get headshots but like with the time to kill as low as is in multiplayer like unless you were trying to shoot someone off a heady like bro you're just trying to get a shot into them as fast as you can I don't care you don't care where it is you're just trying to get yeah. shots in as fast or, as or as think as about as how many times this year we saw someone pop deadly and as they were popping deadly they three shot someone with a vasnev because a random hit fire bullet hit someone in the face that's not like talent that's just pure disgusting luck <laughs> so that 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 is why uh, uh the multiplier thing is a a big topic especially on the multiplayer side it's just what the way it is yeah, I just can't I can't remember the exact number where pros loved it. I thought it was like one one, one two, or something where like, you know, you want there to be a little reward. So if you're trying to rip something yeah, there, up there should be, like, I, you I want think there to be a little bit, but like not too much. All right, listen, I don't think we need a freaking right shoulder, left shoulder, thigh, <laughs> knee, ankle, penis multiplier. Like it should be I'm with a box. penis multipliers, though. It I should am. be literally like a one X from shoulders all the way down and like a one point one to your face. Like that's I don't know. I don't know where we're at with all this, but when like patch notes come out, I'm like, there's a hitbox there that's different. Why do we have different a neck, an upper chest multiplier? I'm like, what the yeah, I think that's another one of those like realism type things. I just don't, I just don't care about. I just don't like. Yeah, have have head and everything else. I mean, that's how it did it for shooters for the longest time, and I think it just makes more sense unless it is like, it, unless it's like a Tarkov or, or or something where like I can see that making a lot of sense, like limb damage and stuff. Like I I don't know that it. I just don't know in like a controller type game like Call of Duty if that ever makes sense. I just don't think it does. Listen, bro, you lost that gunfight because I hit you four times to your upper right shoulder in my MP7762 tax stance weaponry does 1.7 to that shoulder of yours with these bullets, you little bitch. Yeah, I mean, there could be like, even if you like split it like, I don't know, like you had like a waist down, a torso and a head, like three things. But yeah, it's just gotten insane, bro. Like, yeah, like, there's limbs, there's so, upper torso, lower so, torso, buttocks. There's so much shit. I don't know. I'm mind blown every time I read it. But here we are. We're here.
It just um, seems harder. Right. It just adds coding and it, it just makes things more complicated. Like, I just don't, I don't think there are that many people that give a shit about that. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Maybe the, maybe if you do care, comment, comment below and argue, maybe I'll argue with you. Um, okay. So that's pretty much it from MW3 that we know. Uh, the next news should be what? October 5th. That's COD next. Yeah. So, uh, COD next is October 5th. Um, went to it last year. It was actually, it was very cool. I've done a lot of the launch events and like this one, I, when I first heard about how they were doing, I have like 150 content creators and a hanger and like everything they had planned. I'm like, this is going to be my nightmare. Cause like I've done a bunch of these launch shows and like, there's always issues, but it was, it was pretty damn smooth. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think some of the content creators thought it was more of like a feedback session than it was. So there was some back and forth with that, where it was just, let's say it's a marketing event to showcase the game. So that's what it is. But it's going to be showing off MW3, Warzone, and COD Mobile. And then I believe the date's already announced for the beta, but I, I know usually it's like right after that. Like the like day after, like the yeah, 6th, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah they'll do like COD next, and then there's the beta right after. So that's when we're going to get... Uh, a lot more eyes on and uh see how things are going to play out because with i don't even know if we know what the deal is with warzone like when the new iteration of that is i think the rumors are like december january i think yeah it probably makes sense I, I, I don't know if i want that long but i don't mind like um i you know i don't like to grind multiplayer as much as i did 10 years ago but like the beginning of it's fun just unlock guns and sort of just chat with the boys on discord and level <laughs> well, we were joking because like the guns come over so like <laughs> The guns transfer over from MW2, so you're literally going to load in trying to level your MW3 guns, and you're just going to attack 56 by some tryhard oh. TTV kid. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Oh. Dude, that reminds me of like update days, bro. A new up, when a new gun comes out, we just want to work on leveling it. We're just going to shit on by the old guns. Yeah, it's always going to be. Listen, they talked about bloat, and they're adding more bloat to it. So here we are. What was your favorite part about Cotton Ice last year? Was it like the the intro, like the first 30 minutes where like you discussed the water mechanics, or? I think my favorite part about COD Next was honestly seeing everybody, like just just seeing yeah. a lot of people I hadn't in a long time, or a lot of content creators are there. That's probably my favorite part, or the fact that I got to have like, even though I, I didn't love some of the combos I had with some devs, just based on their viewpoints and stuff. But I got to chat with like a bunch of devs one on one about various things, and that's always cool because you don't, um, even if you know, I've been to a lot of uh, feedback sessions and stuff over the years, like the different developers. But a lot of times, like you know, when we go to those, like. You have a play session. You sit down with one dev to go over certain topics. Like, there's not a lot of like one on one time. Um, I got to just kind of pull people aside and have some chats, which I, I like that a lot. Yeah, you did an awful job, I guess. All right. Yes, you're. Yes, you're right. But I think that's a, that's about it for this one. We just want to touch on uh, touch on some of the roster stuff. Maybe you did a great job. Wait, MW3. that's why we have MW three. This entire it's all changing. You're welcome. Maybe you did a great job, actually. You're welcome. Maybe you did a good one. Well, you know what's you know what actually is interesting was one thing we didn't touch on. Like I, I actually listen. I know it's torn. I, I wish that I actually DMZ was a fantastic mode. I just wish that so many of the game designs weren't around that. It didn't have the impact on multiplayer and Warzone that it did. But I actually thought DMZ was great. I had a lot of fun playing with Chris. Um, You're really showing your age here. I, I, I dude, I I don't know. I did. I enjoyed it. I just I think it's for people. I always viewed as like if you don't really love. You know, if you've been playing multiplayer on COD for years and years and years and years, and it's just, you're kind of over it, which I kind of am. I love to cast esports, but I don't love to sit and just play multiplayer anymore. Mm -hmm. DMZ was sort of like a new iteration of that. It was just sort of like the lightness of multiplayer, but with like, I don't know. I loved it. No, I, I, okay, it, listen. Is it gone now? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, 
Don't know if it's really gonna be a focus in this title. Maybe they'll have some updates. I thought or there something. was something, some like zombie thing that's like a mix of like zombies and DMZ and or something like that. Uh, no, it's just like an open world zombies. Like that's. Uh, <laughs> but but it uh, sounded like it was taking some of the features of DMZ sort of and combining it with zombies. That this maybe. open world thing. The way I feel about it is this: is like, I'm cool with it. You can have your mode, just like zombies has existed in the past, but exactly. like. <laughs> we've never had the perk system with the colas being multiplayer from zombies like i yeah the dm dmz was literally the that was the core of this this game right yeah. like that's just the fact um so yeah um if it, it comes back and people are enjoying it, i know people like it i know tarkov's a very big thing in the survival and making it all those intense situations but it's just gotta go over there yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it definitely was nothing like Tarkov. It was so like just light and fun. But I kind of hope they keep doing it because I had fun dabbling in it. It was fun to stream. Um, all right, what do we got? Community questions, and then I'm gonna go try to hibernate till Starfield. Yeah, we got some community questions. Um, uh, this one is from Uptown Funk. Uh, besides red dots, what is the one thing they need to add slash have to make competitive better to play? We kind of just had this discussion. Um, for me. It's probably spawns and maps, right? I think that at the core, it has to be those, those two. Um, That's for me. I, what about you? I think I think I just it just spawns. I I think people can have all these conversations about various things, time to kill, and maps and mechanics. I think if the spawns are good, anything can be okay. And granted, we've gotten by years with funny sports years where spawns have been horrendous, but I just truly think end of the day if the spawns are good everything else can kind of fall in line yeah we're not wrong so yeah that's that's what we're looking at and really the pros that's what they're looking at hopefully they get that stuff uh with sludge fixed um sludge has always been a very you know one of the they've cared about this they, they've definitely tried to help us out a lot i mean even like vanguard that as much as vanguard just hate like they did add like the ninja perk like there were some changes there because they they understand. They understand our viewpoint. So hopefully the pros in the league work with Sledge, and we have a great year this year. That's that's the goal. Um, this one is from Skizzy. Uh, what do you think it would take to, to get challenged to the point where it is viable for the team owners? Um, uh, is viable for the team owners? That's what Skizzy wants to know. I guess what would it take for challengers to get more investment is probably what, what he wants to know. Because I, I don't know if you saw the... The owner of the what was that team for the French team? Awa, I'm gonna mess it up. Awawabas. He tweeted out sort of the expenses that it took throughout the year to get his team to to the events. And sort of the only way he kind of talked about that I can make profit is selling my players to CDL teams. Yeah, I mean that's about. I, I think that applies to any esport or sport. I don't think your D leagues or your amateur side of stuff is profitable anyway. I mean, how other than, yeah, like selling players, like that's not, I mean, it, the answer I think is like league needs to get to a better place. So then the core franchises are making money. Then when you have like the extra money, you can dabble in that stuff more, I think, and put more, put more money into that. Like, I, I don't think most of that you expect to make a bunch of money. Um, I mean, it's a little bit different with like, I don't, know, I, I don't know how you compare it to something like the Premier League where you have like the, the, the relegation system. It's a little bit different. If we had, 
Probably one of the answers is if it eventually we go to something that's more of a, instead of maybe the franchise league, if it was something where it is, um, what are they called in like Valorant and Halo? The like signed the partner, teams. The partner part, teams. If you have like partner teams, then there's some sort of like relegation system. But even like that has its issues. Like I think we saw what just happened with Valorant, and like what that guard team or whatever happened, they like didn't come to an agreement with Riot. And they, the spot's just gone and they're just playing with one less team. Well, that's like the LAG spot. So yeah, that's that's that that's that ownership group who are obviously going through yeah changes and whatnot. But like even when we had um, relegation stuff previously with the CWL, like I don't know, you have the midnight situation, or I, I think we found like ways to improve over the years based on like mm-hmm. having to keep certain players and it got to a better place. But I, I guess I think first and foremost, like to, for for that part of this entire ecosystem to get to a better place, the money making side of it just has to get to a better place. Like the league itself and the franchise teams. Yeah, because if you look at like pro sports, right, all the amateur teams are. Are they are they owned by like the pro teams? Does that come out of their yeah, profits? I, I would assume. Yeah, I think so. Unless unless I am, I, no, I think you're right. My ass, sounds but I right. assume so. It's that's how it's all. It is in everything. Yeah, that's that's expenses that are coming out of basically the money you're making with your you know, tier one team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's if he's asking like, what do you need to do to make like that part of it alone, like that little put that in a bubble and make that profitable. The other, the other part is this, right? Like a How? lot of the expenses were, were travels and stuff. Outside of your like open events in like MLGS system, like if you look at like Halo still and old COD, I don't know if there's an esport that runs amateur lands. Right? No, because there's not like, I know the players like it, but listen, where a lot of the, where the money comes from, first and foremost for any of this is like, eyes on the product, right? I mean, the more people watching, more sponsors you get, um, bigger deal you get with Twitch or YouTube. But that's where, that's where the money comes from, is the number of people watching. Same with like TV, well, fucking anything. No one is watching that stuff for most esports because like, it's just not, that's how it is in anything. Like more people watch the tier one than they watch the tier two. If there's a some perfect way to get more eyes in the tier two, but like it, it would need to increase so much to be profitable. I, I, don't, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just thinking like, or like they just don't have losses. Like basically, you would have online qualifiers, and then like you would have a relegation system. That system would be basically funded by the league. They would fly their the teams out. They would have their little relegation tournament, and right, they're not paying for anything. And then you would either get promoted or demoted. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, really it. If it's paid for the league instead, yes, that that. The more the league pays for it solves the problem, sure. But that just goes back to my first point of like, but the, the league, league would never to, invite a 200 team open event like that. Yeah, yeah. But the, that's the not, league that's needs not how it's to gonna be. get to a better place financially to even be able to do that. So I just don't think yeah, we're there yet. No, 100%. Um, but at the end of the day, I think like just the league succeeding more, more eyes on, more money involved, more sponsors. Like the the answer is more, just more money. <laughs> more money yeah. kind of saw it just has a trickle down effect. I think. Um, What's the saying? Like, with the tide, all ships, what, what the hell is that saying? Like, <laughs> whatever it is, I believe whatever it is. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, that's just tough. Yeah, I mean, Instagram. listen, I, I used to work at League Ops, so I, I paid a lot of attention to a lot of different esports. I still do. Um, I think if you look at the top, like, you know, your CS is, it's very difficult to become a tier one team there. Once you do, you're pretty much invited to, to everything, right? That's just the way it is. They do a lot of invite tournaments. 
um you know your league of legends like you have the rank ladder to get on a pro team you have to do really well on the rank and then maybe you get into like their challenger system but it's not like that has a lot of eyes on and i don't think they play on land very often i think maybe like their finals like a lot of the other games mainly do amateur stuff online there is very few examples where you're seeing as much amateur stuff on land as a game like us has halo has there may be a couple others but it's just not common because oh. online is it's cheap it's literally it's free there's no yeah. travel cost that's just the way it is it's just it's tough to have these conversations without just thinking of the bigger picture and i think it's just still i don't want to get into too big of a combo but it's just like the overall financial conversation and problems in esports right now like in major sports a lot of the money is the broadcast deals and the major networks on television like we don't have that and what is going to eventually fill that financial void probably needs to come from the publisher side who's making billions on the game. But that has not been solved yet. So until, and Riot's getting closer, but. Yeah. That's where all the money is. That's where all <laughs> We're waiting. You and I have been waiting 10 years. So we're still going to wait longer. Actually longer, 14 or something. Um, a last question is from Rico. Uh, you and I love having these conversations. We just had the Warzone CDL like event. And I think that's still happening. And there's maybe one more, but. Uh, Rico wants to know, could someone like Biffle make it into the CDL? And are there any other Warzone players that could? Um, I have the same exact answer every time. I mean, potentially. I think he has the skill to do it. But I have no idea how Biffle is in is in a 4v4 situation or, you know, playing hardpoint, search and destroy, and uh, control. I don't know. The guy could shoot straight. But shooting is not hard um, in COD. Well, I mean, he does it very well. And he's obviously very intelligent. But... It doesn't always equal one to one, I guess, to me. I, I think someone could do it for sure. But. I think so. I personally think somebody like him could. It, it, I don't know where my line is, but mm -hmm. I think when it comes to like controller and like FPS, if you're in that upper echelon of talent, like with enough time, I think you could make it work. I just don't know like where my cutoff would be for like Warzone players, but like Biffle, he's one of those rare breeds that i think no, if, he for put sure. in, if he put in the time i think i think he could i it just it's impossible to define a cutoff and say how much time it would take but listen we joe and i watched a lot of biffle that kid is fucking nasty um oh he is i'm sure i'm sure with enough time he could but he just have a whole lot to learn like, yeah skills yeah. that he's not using in warzone yeah i mean this is i don't even know what to compare it to like i think like watching like Biffle play Warzone, you know, like pubs and stuff, you know, obviously that's where his fan base really grew. Like that's like watching like a college basketball player dominate at the YMCA and you know, like pick up games. You know what I mean? But like, could that college basketball player be a pro? Potentially. Yeah. Uh, or like, like, I, maybe you know this I mean? is a horrible, maybe this is a horrible, a little bit different of an argument, but like, I don't know. You have that like a six eight two fifty basketball player. Like, could they be a tight end in the NFL? Physically, pro probably. Pro LeBron could probably go be a tight end in the NFL. But what do you have to learn how to take a hit? Learn routes. Learn a lot of stuff in the NFL. Sure, give it enough time. LeBron James could probably be a disgusting NFL tight end. But like, yeah, we have to see. Yeah, because <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I've played with some players who shot really straight. Um, they were also awful teammates and really dumb and that's a big factor when you talk about the cdl it really is yeah just the level we're at now i, th I think if this was like 10 years ago i'd be like yeah sure 
get in, shoots great. You'll find yourself in a squad battling up the ranks, but it's definitely got a little bit more uh, elite over over the years. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But yeah, it would be interesting to see. But yeah, that's that's what we got from the community questions. I know that's talked about often. Warzone well, players, but thank you, uh, thank you everybody for watching. Sorry we didn't have an episode for a while. Uh, I think Joe and I are going to try to figure out who will be the next guest. But like I said, kind of crim fell through because his schedule with the racing stuff and. Honestly, we figured we just had stuff to touch on because we didn't talk about MW3 at all. We hadn't talked about uh, some of the roster stuff that happened. The rocker stuff happened today. Um, but we just wanted to get an episode out there. Hope you guys uh, didn't miss this too much. Um, we yeah, I think you. we have like I think we have like five more so to do before we figure out next year. Ultra, get the contracts ready, dude. Yeah, because the production team's the get ones the working on that. Ready. Yeah, yeah. Dean's writing it up right now, dude. Lock, I could hear lock this down. Ten year deal. Ten years. Wow. <laughs> nice. Oh. Do, we, is it, do we get Canadian citizenship then with that? Will we be dual citizens, you and I? Eh? Little Tibbies, eh? Kind of down. I, I kind of kind of fuck with Canada. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm down. I'm going to have to learn the ways of the mooses and the hockeys, but I'm down. Hey, Maple Leafs to the cup, eh? Absolutely. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, I don't have any kind of crazy closing. Uh, honestly, I am so excited to play Starfield. I just am gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't decide how to go to live tonight. Am I gonna go? Am I gonna sleep? Am I gonna play in the morning? I've been shaking, fucking thinking about it all day. I don't know what I want to do. Bye.